Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Aaron Rodgers again. Uh, I, 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 I think if I come back, I can win another MVP. No, you can't. It's Wes. I, I, I can't. I don't want to do the dunk. Just, I don't want to play an all-star game. The season's too long. Get out of here. Zion, get back on the court. And Walker. But somebody said I looked like Kyle Singler one time, and I wanted to fight him. No, 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 don't point. Don't point. Don't Walker, point. Walker Filipowski. No. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. I still need to learn swimming lessons. <laughs> oh, judge me. Like we left the keys, we are back here on the Western Walker Show Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming on the Carolina Men's Clinic text line. Keep them coming. We love to hear them. We love to see it. Well, most of them. Some of them we don't want to see. Sometimes it gets a little dicey. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it gets a little dicey. But, but we still that, put it out there. We still want you to text. I mean, even if you're going to text something bad, we'll just not read it. We'll block you in the worst of scenarios, yes. and then we'll keep it on moving. We love to get our Dikembe on here on the Wesley Walker Show. You know, I, yeah, I've only done it twice, and it had to be something overtly racist that I yeah, would block. Probably and like three or four times. I've for you? Yeah, I've seen it twice where I was like, oh, okay, that crosses the line yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah, just a, a PSA if you guys text up here talking crazy, telling us to shut the bleep up or talking to us like we're your children, you're probably going to get blocked. So if you enjoy texting us, don't talk wild, okay? Just keep it respectful. You can disrespectfully, I mean, you can respectfully disagree with us. You're more of a Matumbo. I think yeah. I'm I'm more, and that's to each their own on the block rate. My block percentage right now is more like PJ Washington. Okay. Like I, I I can go in there as a small ball five and I can protect gotcha. the rim, but I'm not out here going to be top five in block shots like a Rudy Gobert or anything like that. How'd that go last night? PJ Washington? Yeah. What do you mean he played well? But PJ was <laughs> good last night. Did it translate to a win? <laughs> you, got you, you didn't look up a stat line, did you? He scored 32. Okay, there you go. Yeah. PJ was good last night. I mean, fourth quarter, fourth quarter, he missed one more three. I'm not going to get into a PJ. To, take us to the campus corner. That's right. Man. Time for the campus. You got Kona. it. All right, man. The Charlotte 49ers, man, they put forth a valiant effort against Memphis. They ran the ball a season high 39 times for 223 yards. And this was the team they were up double digits in the fourth quarter. They had a shot. Hashan Wilson rushed for a career high, 198 yards, second most in school history. And uh, Colin Weber had five receptions, 117 yards, including 103 in those in that yak category. And so they are three and four all-time in overtime games. But the fact that this was a matchup. That Charlotte was a big underdog in, didn't think they had much of a chance to take this thing to overtime. Granted, they squandered a lead. I looked at it as a lesson learned from them. I looked at it as a step in the right direction. And more so than some of the wins that they've had this year, 
I think this is a game that can make 49er fans hopeful of what's to come, especially after, you know, they had the bad loss and the suspensions that came with guys fighting and showing some immaturity. So, Walker, how hopeful did this game make you? Is Biff making hope float in the university area and beyond? The outlook was a little foggy for me, trying to make sense of a lead against Memphis, only two losses on the year, only one conference loss on the year. You have a close game against them, but also you do squander a lead, as you mentioned. Trexler Ivy, who allowed you to win the game two weeks ago when you beat Tulsa and you came back against Tulsa, he threw four interceptions in this game. He was 14 of 25. Among the 11 incompletions that he had, four of them were interceptions. So four of them were of the worst kind. And it's hard to win a game. It's hard to score 38 points when you have four interceptions. That's what's nuts about all of this, but it's because of the rushing attack. This is what they want their identity to be. They don't want the four turnovers. They don't even want two. They want to be able to take care of the football, run it, have the offensive line, move guys around, and allow Wilson to get into the end zone or Darrell Robinson when he's back into the fold. That's somebody that I think is going to be toting the rock quite a bit. This is as close to their identity to me, Wes, that they've been able to look this entire season, especially against good competition. I think you're right. It's tough to lose that kind of game just because you know it was on the other side. You almost beat Memphis. Almost did that at home. You gave these fans what they came for. After all that talk at the beginning of the season, you almost had it. Two and four, this is a big old swing game, kind of like you're playing in a series, whether it be in the NBA or whatever. It's that game four that makes it 3-1 or 2-2. Very big difference in that outcome. Kind of like what it was here in this conference. If you beat Memphis, you go 3-3. That's a respectable conference record. Now 2-4, it looks a lot uglier, and you almost had it. Even though, even then, I still think you're right. I feel more positive about the future than I do um, than I do negatively after the loss. What's left on the schedule for them? A four and six Rice and a five and five South Florida man. And when you put together a performance like what they did against Memphis, it makes you feel like you've got a shot at a minimum to me of one of those matchups for Charlotte to be able to get. I'm hoping for I'm hoping for at least another win. I think for me, if you get four victories for this team, the way that this squad started out on the season, I'll take four victories and then competitive in the other one. That's why we feel good about this loss against Memphis is because they were competitive and probably should have won if you didn't have those four interceptions from your quarterback. You got to figure out the QB stability. Is Ivy going to be your guy or not? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's given you some great performances. One at the beginning of the season, two weeks ago. Man, this one was bad. A QBR 11.5 with those four turnovers. So I, I do think that they can win one more game. And if they're competitive in both and they win one, I think I'll feel good about where Biff Pogey has this football team. All right, we're taking a look at the college football playoff rankings. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State round out your top four. And listen, man. The Georgia Bulldogs hammered Ole Miss this weekend. These guys haven't lost since 2021. They extended their school record winning streak for the regular season to 37 wins. That leads all of FBS. They're 43 and one in their last 44 games. 25 straight home games. 44 and four at home in the Kirby Smart era, including 13 and one against ranked opponents, and they have a 13 consecutive game win streak going against ranked opponents, 10-0 for the third straight year under Kirby Smart. I mean, goodness gracious. He's 91-15 overall. After what we saw from these guys, I came to an epiphany. Oh, Because I've been wanting to broach this topic for the last few weeks. 
as you look laying over in the weeds like a black snake in North Carolina, it is the Alabama Crimson Tide. And you just sit there and you sleep on them. And Jalen Milrow is starting to make plays, starting to look like an unstoppable player. Alabama is just laying there waiting. And we are headed for another Georgia-Alabama matchup in the SEC championship game. And the potential, if Alabama can somehow defeat the juggernaut that is Georgia, you know the voters are going to have a hard time keeping both of them out of this thing. I'm tired of it. And the epiphany that I came into was that I'm here for expansion now. At first, I liked the top four battling it out, but now I'm here for expansion. I don't want to see Georgia and Alabama both in the playoffs. And I'm not saying it's 100% going to happen because I think the Pac-12 is going to have something to say for the state as well. So maybe it may be hard. But I just find a scenario hard to see where Georgia beats or loses to Alabama in the SEC championship game and they both don't get in. I don't want to see it anymore. They played a thousand times. I'm, I'm cool with it in the SEC championship game. But if they play in the playoffs, and I said to myself, you know how I talk about during the Super Bowl and during the college football playoffs. Sometimes I flip around the channels to see what else is on because I'm like, who the hell is watching this instead of the game? If for some reason that scenario happened and those two bet the national championship game, I'm not watching it. Oh, no. Whoa. I'm not watching it. See, I'm I was, not watching it, man. I was happy and proud of you yeah. for yeah. a while. I know. Yeah, nah, that man. took a turn. I don't want to see it anymore, man. Come on. I'm... <laughs> You saw the light where we need playoff expansion. Five years ago, yeah. no, four teams was enough. Yeah. We need it now, A, because there's more teams worthy and capable of competing for a national championship. I don't get old seeing two Titans clash, though. But this is this is what I want to know, because this is a little enigmatic. Well, that's a big that's word. Can yeah, you spell that, Dookie? <laughs> You say Dookie? Are you like, putting Kyle Singler on me? Is yeah. that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Here I am trying to agree with you, man. And then you just want to go Kyle Singler. It's the worst thing you could call me. But what I want to say is it's hard to figure it out because you're a star guy. I am. You're a star guy. Yeah. And Alabama, they are the stars of college football. Mm -hmm. Georgia have established themselves as the stars of college football. Mm -hmm. But a star guy don't want to see the stars in the championship game. Explain yourself. Well, the thing is, too, this Georgia team is very nondescript to me. There's not a ton of guys that I watch and I go, wow, like these guys to me are going to become stars. Like Carson Beck's playing great football, you know, and Kendall Milton, he reminds me of Todd Gurley. Not quite as explosive, but he reminds me of Gurley. He probably talked to me on a Carnival cruise ship, but not Todd Gurley. But anyway, get on. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm just saying that this matchup has just been over and over and over again. And I'm like, I am ready for some new blood. That's the thing I'm excited about, about this, these playoffs. We could potentially get Florida State in there and potentially get a Pac-12 champion, which a Pac-12 champion should be in there. There's no reason they should be on the outside looking in. And I think at the end of the day, this is much ado about nothing. But I'm just saying, Alabama, I've just been watching over the last couple of weeks. They're just sitting there, just creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. And they look like a team. We know when these two get together, they do play great matchups. They're definitely capable of beating Georgia. And I'm just saying, if they get to that game and they beat Georgia, both of them are going to be in the playoffs, in my opinion. So, that's And they should thing. be. And I, but I don't want to see. You just don't want to see it. No, and I don't think you're I don't arguing see that the they should be. Yeah, yeah. I know you're not. You're not arguing that whether they should or shouldn't. You're just saying you don't want to watch it anymore. I wouldn't call it an epiphany for myself, but I, I think one thing continues to grow more apparent. I, there's nobody touching Nick Saban out there. There's just not. 
there, there's not anybody in the same neighborhood as Nick Saban as a coach. Because nobody thought, everybody thought in the spring, the quarterbacks, people were saying this could be a seven-win Bama team, and look at them now. Hey, sh- shouts to Kirby Smart. <laughs> I will allow you to move into that neighborhood once you do it for 10, 15, 20 years. Okay? But, but what if he three-peats? We haven't seen that in the sport since the 1930s. Now, that's compelling. I am right. a guy that likes to see stuff that... We don't see often or that we won't see again. So there's a compelling argument. No, it is. It's a compelling argument. The longevity is so impressive to me. And you might lose in the postseason, but more often than not, it's in the championship that you lose if you're Nick Saban. Once you get there. Now, they didn't get there last year. They got to the Sugar Bowl, and they won, by the way. There was none of this excuse about, oh, we don't care. We didn't get to the college football playoff, and so we're not going to play hard in the Sugar Bowl. No, they won, and that was a nice, I don't know about momentum, but it was a nice thing to end on. But, man, this is the this is the type of year that gets those guys coach of the year because we just expect it every single season. Mm-hmm. This was the first one where everything falls in line for you to lose early. Jalen Milrow doesn't look like a great thrower of the football, especially when you compare him to Bryce Young. And then they just turn out win after win after win. You can't give but me Milrow's this. It didn't a ha- problem. No, I know he is. No, yeah. but but we were not having that combo <laughs> right. at the beginning That's of the season. That's what I'm saying. He's turning into a problem. So so now he continues to put up you know, crazy stats, rushing, throwing. It doesn't matter. And now because of the lack of respect level that Alabama got at the beginning of the season, which was a real thing, here they are at eight, at nine and one with a chance to get to the playoff as much as anybody out there, except for the undefeated squads. Then yeah, this is the type of year that gets Nick Saban a coach of the year. I just there's not anybody like it. I mean, who the last time he lost more than two games, it was 2010. Yeah. It's the last time he lost more than two. When Davos when he tries to tell you, look at some of these, you don't think Coach Howard had a bad year? Nick Saban hasn't. And we tried to put you up there because you had some great moments. But when you're doing it for a decade longer, that that's my semi epiphany. Watching Nick Saban just say, I'm sorry, man. That longevity, you just can't mess with it. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think it speaks to the discipline that they play with. Now, quick Heisman Trophy check-in. Can you guys guess who the new favorite is for the award right now, according to the sports book? I would have guessed Penix, though, but it's not. It is not. It is Bo Nix of Oregon. Mm-hmm. And I got to give Bo Nix his credit. I was not a big fan of his. I thought he was vastly overrated coming out of high school once I got to watch him play at Auburn. But, man, he's playing some hella fine football. And right now, he is plus one. I like hella fine. Yeah, Fiddy, me and you both like We like yeah, that. Yeah, he is uh, <laughs> plus 110 right now in the Heisman odds. He's your leader. Michael Penick is plus 280. And I believe this is according to Fox Bet. Uh, Jaden Daniels of the 350-plus passing yards, 250-plus rushing yards variety is number three at yeah. plus 480. Harrison is also tied with him. Then you go Carson Beck. Milrow and Jordan Travis. Uh, are both plus 5,000, and then J.J. McCarthy has dropped all the way to plus 10,000. I feel like Travis should be a little bit higher, and that's not ACC bias. I just think he's played really great football, but it's hard to argue right now, but there are some big games left to be played, Pac-12 championships, big Pac-12 games, SEC games, all of that stuff, the game, Michigan and Ohio State, but who is you guys' uh, Heisman favorite right now. It's tough for me to say. I think Penix is still the guy because there are a lot of offensive games. Washington's defense, it, it allows you to put up a ton of stats with every single victory because they're not very good. But the fact is they keep winning because that offense is so explosive, because Penix has not only talented receivers, but he's so accurate downfield. I think right now I would still give it to him. But this one's tough. I, we, we don't... 
I don't feel like we have this many guys. I mean, you went down the list, and I kept saying, oh, there's a case for him. Oh, there's a case for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, him too. I don't feel like there's been this amount of volume for guys that could go to New York City and actually win this thing. What do you yeah. think, Fitty? I, I I don't see how it's not Michael Penisca's award. If they, if they win this weekend on the road in Corvallis, look at the resume this guy has. He beat Oregon. He went to USC and beat Caleb Williams in a shootout. Beat Utah at home in a ranked-on-ranked matchup. On the road this week against a top 15, very good, underrated Oregon State team. So I know what Bo Nix is doing. Like his completion percentage is like 78%. He's doing some legitimate stuff. But he lost in the biggest game of the year to Michael Penix Jr. I'd imagine that would give him the nod in terms of getting this award. Well, it looks like they're headed towards a rematch, though, in the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, I think that's what we could get to see again. But there's still a lot to be said. But really quick, there's been a lot of cases made for Jaden Daniels over the last couple of weeks. And people talk about how the Heisman Trophy Award used to be about the nation's best player. And when they said that, I used to think about guys like Troy Davis that played on mediocre teams, the running back from Iowa State that ran for over 2,000. But, I mean, you look at Jaden Daniels' numbers, 372, 234, 5 TDR versus Florida. I mean, against Army, 279 passing. I mean, against Army, against Auburn, he goes 325, 93 yards rushing, 259 and a buck 30 on Missouri. I mean, he's putting up. There's nobody putting up crazier numbers than him. What do you guys think about Jaden Day? He's going to get Lamar Jackson. That's what's going to happen. Lamar Jackson got away with the Heisman the first time. The second time, he might have put up better numbers. There was a little bit of fatigue, so you're going to skip the first part. Jaden's not going to win, but they're going to remember when Lamar put up crazy stats and their team just wasn't as good as some of these other squads. It's going to happen. Lamar Jackson, he's going to go to New York, I think. The stats are too crazy, but he's not going to win. All right, when we come back, Panthers State of the Union on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Wesson Walker back at it. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Reminding you about the WFNZ 21st Annual Street Turkeys presented by Ram Pavement. It returns to the WFNZ Jack Daniels Doghouse Wednesday, November 22nd. WFNZ, Second Harvest Food Bank of Metrolina, and Loaves and Fishes Friendship Trays joins forces for a full day of gathering donations, turkeys, and canned goods to distribute holiday meals to families in need. If you can't make it on November 22nd, that's okay. You can help right now, even. Text Street Turkeys, that's Street Turkeys, just one word, no space, Street Turkeys, to 44321. 
844-321. You can make a monetary donation. It's the WFNZ 21st Annual Street Turkeys presented by Ram Pavement and brought to you in part by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, TR Lying, and One Cloud. We were talking about food from grocery stores. We've done this a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, we did today. But we've been doing it a lot with a couple of food items. Yes. You've been on a grocery store sub-fix here. Yeah, grocery store sandwiches. Yeah, man, the, the uh, Earth Fair, really good. It's like a you know quick little meal that you can get. You don't feel guilty about uh, eating like that. And so uh, Earth Fair has a good deli sandwich that's pre-made, put into the packages, Food Lion. Uh, I got one of those yesterday as well. Uh, and I'm really starting to crave them. I don't know. I've been on a sandwich kick lately. And sometimes they just hit, and, oh, and, and you hit. just keep going back for more and they more. They stack them up, man, so mm-hmm. they hit the spot. When you're hungry, man, you get that good stacked-up sandwich, a good, you know, that good meat sandwich. <laughs> Harris Teeter <laughs> yeah. is the one that I go to because it's close to the house, yeah. and you got a big old sub from Harris Teeter. I love every bit of it. We were also talking about chicken wings, right, because Fitty got some. It's It's been actually too much, probably, the topic of conversation during the break. We've talked a lot about chicken wings today. So we'll bring it to the air. You said Food Lion, surprisingly, has good chicken wings. Wes. Yeah, man, Food Lion's hot bar, man. It's like, you know, obviously it's not going to be on par with some of the places that you guys go to on a regular basis. But for a grocery store wing, when you're in there on a Sunday or something like that and looking for something quick to grab that you can go home and eat and enjoy, yeah, fire. So I found... I don't know if I'm going to get killed for this. I, I'll wear it if it's true, but I actually liked the Harris Teeter ribs that I got not too long ago. Oh. I just felt like getting some ribs, and I usually don't. Yeah. But I saw them. They were staring at me. They were looking right back at me, right in my soul. It's like, you know what? I'm going to get these things and see how they are. <clears throat> not bad. I will say Harris Teeter like chicken wings. They've not been hitting for me a lot, so hmm. maybe Food Line is the way to go. The ribs at Harris Teeter, no, they're not going to be as good as somebody's you know, barbecue or anything like that. I'm not trying to get it twisted. But in a pinch, yeah, it was worth it for me. Would you rather have Harris Teeter's ribs or would you rather try Willie P's ribs? <laughs> His ribs, I don't know if they're dry. Seriously? I just don't know about the brisket, though. Man, I would love to try Willie P's brisket. I know you got to, and you finally gave it the stamp of approval over there behind the board. After he put it in the microwave for like three and a half minutes. You were just a sheltered, uncultured swine. Yeah, I mean, that might be true, but he made <laughs> made up for the dry brisket joke that lasted for over a year. Uh, Jamal, the Desmond Ritter truther from Charlotte, he said those ribs are fire. I'm glad I'm not just some degenerate here. That Harris Tita doesn't okay. miss. Anything you get from Harris Tita, they don't miss, man. Oh, Did you no. get a free cookie when you walked in? You know what? I, had, I don't see that. They I live, stopped doing that, I think, after okay. the pandemic. They quit doing that. It makes sense. I'm telling you, I was, I was the kid that you don't like during Halloween with the sign out there saying only take one piece, maybe two. I was going to get a couple of cookies from Harry, the happy dragon. Look how fat he is. I was going to. <laughs> that was funny. That was good. Those cookies were so good. I'm sorry. Uh, Marty from Unionville. Hey guys, you got to try the subs at Publix. They're amazing. Yeah. I don't go yeah, to Publix. People always talk about that. I, but I support Harris Teeter, man. Publix is Florida. I'm Carolina over here. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm saying I did not know that. I didn't know that either. To yeah, be honest, Publix I didn't know, is out of Florida. I didn't know there were territory wars with the grocery stores, but it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, there, there are, but yeah, I didn't I know once, once they were here. Okay, I very. thought it was for all the public, not just you know. Uh, 
it's become default that you go to the cricket sound oh, for those yeah. jokes. Like you never give yourself the I want to see what joke you think is worthy of the yeah, drums. Who's gonna land? Mm-hmm. Because you've been going to the crickets, I, I think it's worthy of it. I just think you it's default now. It's almost like instinctual. It's Pavlov's dog. Say a joke, hit the crickets. Because <laughs> it's just funny you seeing your facial expression <laughs> to my crappy joke, followed by myself giving myself the crickets. You kind of ruined it for me. I'm sorry, man. Uh, we can bring it back. I apologize for that. You can text us 704-570-9610 on the Carolina Men's Clinic text line. We got somebody new up in here helping us out with the text line. Again, Carolina Men's Clinic, 704-570-9610. I wanted to discuss the number one free agent acquisition this upcoming offseason, according to ESPN, Wes. Mm-hmm. No, it's not Chris Jones. He's number two. Kirk Cousins, quarterback, your boy. Number three, Christian Wilkins. He's number four. All very talented players, but they all have one thing in common. They are behind Brian Burns on the most valuable free agents this upcoming offseason, according to ESPN. So they put together a list, and Brian Burns, number one coveted guy. This is why he could get paid, according to ESPN.com. Matt Bowen writes, Burns has five sacks this season after posting 12.5 in 2022. His pass rush win rate of 27.3% would rank third in the NFL if he qualified. He's just now entering his prime playing years, too. Burns has high-end edge-rushing traits, including the speed, explosive power, lower body flexibility, to consistently create pocket disruption now when it comes to what they're hearing what they're hearing is that burns would have a massive market in free agency who said that who said what who said that one that you just said i I believe somebody on this show said that uh when all this contract stuff was being talked about but you know i'm not gonna say any names who i honestly i'm not gonna lie to you wes this is very suge knight i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) who said who said what Somebody on this show said that Burns would have a massive market if he hit free agency when people were saying that he couldn't get $30 million. I remember saying that. Oh, you remember saying that? He's all, Wait, he was always going to have a massive market. Well, there were people on a, a lot of people on the text line saying he wasn't worth this, he wasn't going to get $30 million, he wasn't worth it. And I said, yeah, he is because the market dictates that he will get that. All right. All right, keep going. I didn't expect that flex. I'm not going to lie. I had to. You know know I'm petty. All right. Anyways, what we're hearing, (laughs) Burns would have a massive market in free agency, according to Wes Bryan, but the expectation around the league is the Panthers will franchise tag Burns at around $22 Things then will get interesting. Does Burns stay away from the team and threaten to miss games? The sides never closed the gap in 2023 during offseason negotiations, and it feels like anything is possible at this point. Wes, I give all that to you. What are your thoughts as you hear some of those updates? Well, for one, he better sit out if they franchise tag him, and I mean a real sit out. Ain't no coming to camp, and I'm going to come to practice and be the good team guy. No, because he could get big money. And at this point now, when you see stuff like this come out, he could probably get close to – what Nick Bosa got because that's what the market dictates, whether you like it or not. He's a young pass rusher. Uh, like I said, he could finish the season close to, if not over that sack total that he's going to get. And there's always egos on staffs. They feel like they can get just as much or more out of him than the previous staff did. Putting him as the number one free agent, I think is a little rich to me. Uh, I was a little surprised by that when I that saw That was as it. high as you got. That, yeah, was, that yeah, was impressive. Yeah, it was a little rich. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised to see him as number one. But yet and still, I think it just speaks to uh, how premium the position is that he plays, his age, and the production that he's already put up. There's one factor you put in, I think, reigns supreme over all else. I think Mm -hmm. it's age. 
I think Brian Burns turning 26 as he hits 2024, it's different than Chris Jones, who's 30. It's different than Kirk Cousins, who's 36. It's even different than Christian Wilkins, who's going to turn 28. There's not anybody as young as Brian Burns until you get all the way down to number six on the list, and that's T. Higgins turning 25 at the wide receiver position. I think you're right. Position value, nice edge rusher, just entering his prime, at least so to speak, and also being as young as he is with the production. And you look at the advanced stats, right? I mean, if you're going to go by pass rush win rate, whether you subscribe to it or not, he ranks third if he qualifies. But there's a filter, right? If you only play so many snaps, you don't qualify. So be it. He would be there if he did. Yeah, I just wonder how messy this is going to get. It already got messy, mm-hmm. Wes. I mean, you're talking about what happened this offseason as a real divide between Panthers fans, between the front office. We were getting reports that they only wanted to give him about $24 million a year, I think. And this is where it gets frustrating, too, for us. It's that we could all see the Nick Bosa contract coming. It's not surprising at all that Brian Burns was going to ask for $30 million. I'm somewhere in the 28 to 30. Can you negotiate? And I don't know who's not giving on their space. I don't know if it's the Panthers where you have Samir Suleiman reportedly pretty hard negotiator. So maybe it is their uh, capologist over there. That's not giving any wiggle room. Or if it's Brian Burns saying, no, I know my worth in my opinion, in my agent's opinion, I'm worth 30 million. And if I don't get close to it, if I don't get right there at that mark, that I'm not agreeing to a deal. I don't know what side. It could be both. I just know if anything happens like it did this past offseason, Wes, it looks like it might get messy again. Yeah, no doubt about it. And so when you look at Carolina, they're rated by pro football focus in a three-year evaluation as being fifth for cap space. And you talked about the pass horses on this list, though. Josh Allen is a guy that intrigues me where age-wise he's right there with Brian Burns. He's projected... Well, he's going to be 27 entering the 2024 season, but he's already got nine sacks. He's having a monster year. So that would surprise me, too, is with the pace that he's on, why he wouldn't be number one or higher on this list because he's having a big-time year. But this is the thing. The Panthers definitely need to be buyers on this market. There's some great names and great uh, guys that could fill some positions of need uh, on this team when you look at the projections. But uh, for Brian Burns, they're definitely going to have to make some decisions. But that's what the good fortune of having a rookie quarterback does to where you can go out and pay him. I don't think the Panthers, I think it sends a bad message as well if you do franchise tag him at that low number. I know it works great for the team, but you want to send a message to free agents out there that you will come here and be taken care of. So they need to be able to do that. If Brian Burns misses time, do you think the likelihood goes up that he does get traded? that maybe they could just agree to a deal and then he's gone, gets traded to a different team. Could we see that during the off season? Because if they didn't close the gap this off season, when we didn't expect it to be a problem, yeah. well, we had no inkling that it was going to be a problem. Then you have the weird thing of him missing a couple days of practice, despite being there. Apparently he was hurt, but not really a weird moment when he decided to miss a couple days, but then come back with no real time missed. We had a real conversation about him missing the game against Atlanta to start the season, but he was out there and he told you he's not going to miss any games. He told you all that. Coaching staff loves it. I'm sure Scott Fitter and David Tepper, the entire Panthers organization, loves it. But I don't know if I expect him to do that twice in a row. If you get franchise tagged after this, Wes, to me, I think that would be the tipping point 
of him saying, nope, I'm not suiting up. Now, oftentimes you see players lose that battle. It, running backs, you see it all the time. They lose the battle constantly. Yeah. An edge rusher, a guy like this, the, these guys have a little bit more of a success rate. Chris Jones, I don't know how much he won this year. The contract was weird after missing the first game, but he did get some money. It's only one year. We'll see what happens this next offseason. Nick Bosa certainly won after one game, and that's with San Francisco, who does have a lot of talent up front. What are the chances that Brian Burns would win in some kind of holdout if that's what it came down to? He win if he decides to really stick to it. That's what I think. Uh, you look at Carolina's projected cap state just for 2024 alone is $57 million. So they're going to have the money to be able to pay him, but it's just determined how much he wants to dig in uh, because if he digs in deep enough, I think that at worst he would get traded to somewhere where they would sign him to the deal that he wants. But also I agree with the texter that said that a new GM, which is sounding more and more like that's going to happen, will sign him. I think they'll make signing Brian Burns a priority. Fiddy, you had something on Brian Burns? Do you think he'll wait to sign his new contract after Micah Parsons gets paid? Because we know Micah is mm. going to reset or come close to resetting the market. Oh, he's going to reset it. You, you you think he'll pass Bosa? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because the market always dictates that. The next best guy that's perceived as being the best or one of the best at that position is going to get more than the last guy. So I have zero doubt that Michael Parsons is going to surpass Nick Bosa. No, and, and I hear, I guess, you questioning a little bit because the gap between Bosa and the next paid guy, it's a Pretty decent big. amount. <laughs> and it's de- and it's TJ Watt. You, you could create an argument that he's the best pass rusher in the game if you wanted to. I wouldn't say that. Miles Garrett. Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, TJ Watt. I think that's your top four. I think Max Crosby this year has tried to squeak his way into that territory, mm-hmm. but Micah Parsons is in it. Like, we don't question think, that. I mean, think about if Micah Parsons hit free agency. He'd get $50 million a year. Let's not talk that into existence. I'm just West. saying, if he hits free agency, he'd get $50 million. He'd get quarterback money. Top line QB money? Yeah, that'd not be a lot. top of the line, but no, he'd, get, he'd get a lot. He'd get. I mean, Nick is at what thirty three and change. I think he's at thirty. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Something like I, that. I will put Parsons in thirty seven, thirty eight range, somewhere like that. Straight cash, homie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Fitty, you did bring into perspective though, just how we could have. I mean, just copy and paste. This, we could. We had this this past off season with Nick Bosa. Are we going to do the same thing with Michael Parsons? Yeah, I, no less than thirty five. I'd say. I just. I wonder too. I mean, is is that really going to be? A negotiating point for Brian Burns where, all right, now Michael Parsons got more money, you know, bring me up to 32. It's like, man, I, okay, but Nick Bosa didn't change. He's making 34. Oh, look, I, I get resetting the market, okay? I get that. <laughs> but we can only have so many pass rushers better than you get more money, and then for that to affect your contract to pass one of the two or three guys that got paid before you, and then you pass them, now we got to stop here. And that's what I don't know if the Panthers are going to be, I don't know. That would look there's awful. Gonna, I mean, that would just look bad. Give him the 30-something that he's going to command and get it over with. You think, yeah, I mean, Nick Bo- the, the Nick Bosa stuff I understand from the Panthers because you, you're not just going to be like, all right, take whatever you want. Here's yeah, blank but, check. It, but it's never about who's better in front of you, how much better they are than you. It's what the market dictates. And that's yeah, but thing. I don't think the market dictates Brian Burns getting 34. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it well, does. Maybe if you want to end up in cap hell. Yeah, there are guys that make more than Aaron Rodgers. There's guys that make more than a lot of players that would perceive themselves at the top of their positions. It's not about what 
how great people perceive no, you to I know be that. about what the market shows, man. And, and he can definitely go in there and say that. Now, if Brian Burns hits free agency, if the Panthers just say, okay, go out there and find a deal, he'd get that. You think he'd get 34? Oh, no question about right. it. Mm. No question about it. Yeah, we disagree. No All right, question. Let's move on. Let's uh, talk a little bit more about Wes's ACC QB power rankings. Is there a shakeup this year? Is there a shakeup this week? We're getting <laughs> down to the end of the regular season. It's coming up next. Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Once again, for Wes's ACC QB Power Rankings, we need to get that thing sponsored, man, because this thing is a segment. Fire Fizzle is a staple on this show. Rank Radio, baby. Mm, Wes. Calling out the sales team. You feeling fishy today? Fishy? <laughs> I was going to say froggy, but you know. I think froggy. I guess me with the tank stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even calling them out. Just saying. I, I. It felt like this is the type of segment that feels like it needs to be followed with presented by. That's how I feel. Wes's ACC QB Power Rankings presented by Chicken blank. Wings. <laughs> chicken Wings. <laughs> or food as Wes, Lion Deli Sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> Food Lion Chicken Wings. Brought to you by Food Lion Chicken Wings. That's That would be a great sponsor. Something that we'd all welcome, by the way. Speaking of something we'd all welcome, I had to do it for the first time in a while. Mm. I went to Taco Bell last night. Mm. After the Queens game. Yeah, Crunchwrap Supreme. It's still Supreme. They, they ain't still lying. Supreme, huh? Still Crunchy. <laughs> yep, 100%. Supreme. You see Hardy's now has got the candy bacon uh, going on. They got it on a burger and they got it on a biscuit. Too. No, but it sounds great. I didn't know Hardee's was still around. I had Hardee's for the I'm first time. Hardee's be trying to kill people, though. I had, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what you mean. I think you mean because That's the food. That's the food that gotcha. they make. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know what you meant by that. Um, <laughs> but I had their breakfast for the first time in a while, too. Maybe I need to lay off the fast food. Either way, still good. It's pricey. Hardee's is yeah, pricey, that but the candy, food is good. That candy bacon biscuit looks divine. Yeah, can, candy and bacon. I, you're right. They are trying to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those together. Okay. This is going to be a sweetest candy. You ready for it? It is. All right. Give the people a little treat here instead of trick. Wes's ACC QB power rankings. Number five. Wes, what you got for us? Well, as always, as I started, this is available on all platforms. The ACC digital network. Check it out for highlights, player features, team features, and the quarterback power ranking started out at number five. Dropped the spot. Thomas Castellanos. Second in the country for rushing yards by a quarterback. His 10 rushing touchdowns are tied for 23rd in the FBS and third most by quarterback, man. He's a real threat. You know what? I, I finally got a comp on him. He's not quite as polished of a passer, but he reminds you a lot of Kyler Murray. 
Okay, you're going with another tiny QB. He does. They play a similar style, too, though, man. He gets a lot of those juke six guys spinning around, running around the pocket, and throw it downfield, man. He, he reminds you a lot of him. Wolfpack James asked where MJ Morris ranks in your quarterback. Uh, <laughs> he's on the top five quitters list. <laughs> Is he number one and, and on Fiddy's ACC quitters power rankings? Yeah. It's either that or Wake Forest's team. Oh, no. There you go. Sorry, man. You're not right. safe. This is when you welcome Fiddy in, he just stomps his feet all over your couch he like does, Rick James. Doesn't he? All right, let's move on. Number four, number four on the power rankings. Who you Haynes got? King dropped a couple of spots, man. He well dropped a spot, had a rough outing in Death Valley, and a lot of guys do, but it was so rough. I can't keep you where you're at uh, after you throw four picks. I mean, <laughs> he was just giving guys highlights all day long, but he's got three thousand and one total yards right now. That's the fourth best single season total in Georgia Tech history. And he's still number one in the ACC in total touchdowns. Um, Casey Steve wrote in, Wes's QB Power Rankings brought to you by Costco Rotisserie Chicken. Yeah, I want what should sponsor the segment. See, my go-to rotisserie chicken is from Earth Fair, not uh, Costco. You stay on Earth Fair more than I anybody else. I love Earth else. Fair, man. I love I, Earth if, Fair. If I, I go shopping personally, that's where I go. If I hear about Earth Fair, it's because of you. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's no shade. I, I was very sad when they closed, and I was so happy when they came back. Okay, number three. On Wes's ACC QB Power Rankings list brought to you by Earth Fair. <laughs> Who's number three? Number three moving up is Jack Plummer out of Louisville. The stats don't blow you away, but he had a nice game uh, in that win this weekend. Threw a couple of touchdowns. He's thrown for at least 240 yards and at least one touchdown in seven of his first ten games at Louisville. So we've had shakeups at five and four. Is that five correct? and four? Yeah, and three. Three's got a new uh, guy too. Jack Plummer. I think this is as high as he's been. I think he was three around the first few games of the season when he was just throwing bombs left and right. Okay. Feel pretty good about who's going to be the top yeah, two. Yeah, you know, at this point. Give us Drake, number two. Drake May ranks third in the FBS in passing yards, yards per game, and he's got 21 touchdown passes this season, and he'll also take it to the end zone on you uh, running as well. It just doesn't sound like there's much enthusiasm with Drake May as there is with like Hades King falling and yeah, we just know how I mean, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, and I guess that kind of is you I get in a bit of a malaise yourself. with Drake May because you know he's gonna put up gaudy numbers every week. Yeah, he is. All right, Wes's ACC QB power rankings brought to you by Seven Eleven Sushi. Hustle Hands <laughs> writes that in. Who's number one? Wes? Uh, Jordan Travis. He leads the nation in passer rating and yards per attempt against ranked opponents and his fourth nationally in completion percentage against ranked opponents, man. So he saves his best for the best. All right. Thanks to Panther Bo. That's Wes's ACC QB power rankings brought to you by Pop-Tarts. Grab your Pop-Tarts today. I'd like some more excitement, but guys keep falling off. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the two. It's going to be tough. But I do think about Pop-Tarts I mean, Jordan Travis is going to be uh, – and we also flipped it, too. We've got a new format on it, too, that you can see. So we, we put a little jazz on it as well. But, uh, you know, Jordan Travis, I don't foresee him falling uh, at this point. It's going to be tough for either He's one been of these. that guy all year. I would imagine it's tough for Drake May to fall. Maybe I'm it wrong is. on that. It's okay. going to be tough for him to fall. Unless, right. I mean, unless he's just absolutely horrific the last couple of games, there's no way he's going to – fall out of the top two. All right. One more hour to go. Time now for the Live Wire with Josh Fiddy Marlowe. Coming up next, we haven't talked a lot about the Bills change at offensive coordinator. Is there any Carolina connect? Live Wire's connect. Brought to you by Pop-Tarts. Coming up next, Wesson Walker.